Hello and welcome to In Business Talks 2. We are excited to welcome you to our bonus episode, The Friday Fix. We are your hosts, Tracy and Ian Earl, founders of In Business, a networking and business support community. And together, we, we are, are In, in business. business. Every Friday, we will be discussing a business-related subject with either one of our wonderful In Business networking members or a fellow business owner who will be sharing their advice, thoughts or knowledge on a particular topic. Oh, and make sure you listen to the end of the show to hear our guests tell us about their favourite networking tip. This week's episode is called Spot the Gaps in Your Strategy by Using Simple Risk Management Tools. And our special guest this week is Stuart Harper of Cardinal Management Services. So enjoy. Hello, we are delighted to welcome our guest this week, Stuart Harper of Cardinal Management Services to the 5-Minute Fix section of our podcast. So welcome, Stuart. Thanks very much, Ian. It's great to be with you. So, Stuart, how do you help organisations who might have gaps in their strategy which prevent them from moving forward or they need to plan for interruptions to their business? Well, Tracy, it's a, it's a great question. And um, one of the tools that I employ as part of my business is... Uh, risk management. So it's often, you know, you, you might think of risk management and, and corporate um, corporate risk as something that's really for uh, the blue chips or, or the much larger businesses, but actually uh, it, it goes beyond that. And if you think about the, the strategy that you've got as, as a business, you, you know the road that you're trying to travel on uh, and you've, you've got a destination in mind and you've probably uh, plotted out that journey. So just using that analogy you've got the journey you know you're trying to get from a to b that this is the the route that you'll that you'll use uh but if there were were any particular um roadworks say uh let's say you're coming from london uh, up to yorkshire you might say well actually i know there's roadworks on the a1 so i'll i'll use the m1 today and, and there are certain obstacles like that that we all know uh we can plan for that there are interruptions to our business Maybe it's because we, we know that we're not going to grow our customer base in year one as, as fast as we might want to. So we, we can plan some of that in. But then there are other obstacles. There are other diversions uh, from our business strategy that we can't plan for because, well, we don't know whether they're going to happen. Some of them we can have a, an idea about. Uh, others where they come completely out of um out of thin air and I think that the current uh, pandemic is probably in that latter category yeah, I'm not sure many businesses would have had that's uh, right I'm not sure many businesses would have had pandemic flu uh, yeah. as part of their business but but business interruption is is a crucial part of planning so what I work with is this concept of, of four or even five T's for managing uh, risk and first of all, before you get into to what you do with the risk, it's about analysing what are the crucial elements of your business strategy? What are the things that, are, that you're going to do over the next year and what could derail you from your plan? And then taking each of those, looking at what are the things that um, you can control and what are the things that actually I can't stop that happening. I can't stop a pandemic flu happening, but I can control my response to it. So what do you do to mitigate against it if it actually happens uh, in practice? Uh, and then you look at, well, actually, what am I left with? What am I left as a residual uh, risk, if you like? 
Uh, and, and that's when you talk about the, the four T's. Uh, and those those in, in risk management speak are to treat, to tolerate, to terminate or to transfer. All jargonistic a, a little bit. But, but what that really means is what am I going to treat? What am I going to take further mitigation uh, around? So uh, let's say it's a let's say it's a cash flow issue uh, and you're a you're a larger business, perhaps. And you know that you might have a, a cash flow issue. Uh, every year in you know July and August because of the nature of, of how you pay out. Well, in there you might uh, you might treat that by talking to to your bank uh, and having uh, a credit facility just for those two months a year that you may or may not need to need to utilise, or you build up a reserve. So you've got options of of which way you want to go. You can tolerate the risk. You can say, well, actually, yeah, there is that risk, but either it's a very low likelihood or it's a reasonable likelihood, but the impact is low, and therefore I'm going to ignore it. Uh, I'm not gonna do anything about it, I am going to tolerate it. So the third way is to transfer your risk. And uh, before I came on the podcast this morning, I was looking at a client's uh, new insurance policy. Um, I'm not looking at, I'm not doing the insurance for them, but I was looking at it uh, in the concept of their, of their governance and saying, well, actually, a lot of the risks that you're facing you're transferring the, the impact of that risk by getting good insurance. So there are there are some great people out there that provide good, good insurance policies that are the comprehensive. The final way to mitigate a risk, and actually it's the, the, the one you should do least, I suspect, if it's a core part of your business, is to terminate. But there will be some things, there will be some elements of your business which you look at and you say, do you know what? The risk of, the risk of this is just too high that if, if this goes wrong, then it, it, it undermines the rest of the business. So we're going to terminate that element of it. Uh, and that might, that might be something that is no longer desired by the customer. At the moment, that's probably anything that's face-to-face, for example. And you might not terminate it forever, but you might look at it and say, well, actually, yeah, legally, we can do this face-to-face, but the risks are this, this, and this, and, and the impact is quite significant, both reputationally and financially. Stuart, sorry to interrupt. What, what were the T's again? Just repeat. So the, 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 f- the four T's um, are to treat, to treat. tolerate, to terminate or to transfer. So in other words, to mitigate against, to yeah. ignore, to stop or to transfer, to, to ensure the risk and transfer the risk to somebody else. Right. But there's a fifth as well. And I think that's sometimes overlooked is the opportunity to take advantage of. And actually, some of the biggest risks in business are uh, are ones that you can take advantage of and, and drive something new. And there's a lot of businesses over the last few months have had a really pretty terrible time of it. But actually, there are also a lot of businesses that have pivoted, to use a, a you know a vogue word at the moment, they've pivoted <laughs> yeah. their business and they've done something different. Yeah. Uh, and actually, when we come out of this, I think a lot of them will actually say, well, you know, we've, we've done really well out of pivoting. We've taken advantage of that risk. So we can look at it in, in two different ways. We can look at it as a negative and say, well, all of these things could go wrong. And these, this is what I would do if they, they go wrong. These are the things that I don't even know are going to happen. Uh, the unknown elements of my journey, back to that analogy. Or we can say, well, actually, there are some things that are catastrophic. 
but actually there are very few in reality that the majority of things if we look at them from a from a concept of how do i take advantage of that how do i move forward in a different way how do i pivot then you've got an opportunity to really do something quite different all oh, right interesting yeah yeah, I, yeah I, I like the i like the five t's yeah, yeah. it just helps it just it helps to clarify it yeah, it's, yeah simplify it's, it's, almost, it's good isn't it, it? it's good uh, can i ask um obviously i'm thinking sort of big organizations i can see how the sort of stuff that you do would perhaps help them but how does it work is it adaptable for the smaller business for the for the smes is it something you can tailor to suit for any size business basically well, I think it is. And, and I think if you if you look at the corporates, yeah, the, the, the big corporates should have a risk committee uh, as part of their board. Their board should be looking at their risk register on a regular basis. They should have detailed risk assurance frameworks. And all of that's really, really important. And, and I do work with clients that have that and they need to have it. But if you just look at a solopreneur or a micro business, Everything that a business owner is doing in reality is risk management because they're looking and saying, well, actually, this is what I want to do. This is why I think it would work. This is what I've analysed as being the risks to it going off track, for example, uh, that I don't get enough customers or that my competitors come in and do something that's slightly better than I'm able to offer at the moment or somebody else has come in and done it from a digital perspective and perhaps I was operating more analog previously but we can all look and say what is it that we're really facing what can we what can we treat what can we deal with and say well okay I know that my risk is somebody coming in and doing something slightly better than me so I'm going to treat that risk I'm going to reduce it by have it spending a little bit of time each month looking at what my competitors offer so that I'm not fixed on a, on that bubble of doing things as I've always done them. Yeah. Or I know I, I, I've got a risk of, of someone coming in with a more digital offering than I currently have. Um, so over the next 12 months, I'm going to spend time and, and invest in making sure that my offer is much more cutting edge. Whatever it might be, we're all managing risk on a daily basis because we're all looking at that car journey and saying, look, here, here I am at point A. This is where my business wants to be in the future. This is the route I'm going to go, but what's going to stop me? And if we apply those principles um, and look and see what we can treat, tolerate, terminate or transfer, and indeed what we can take advantage of, then those concepts are just as equally valid, even if we don't have, you know, a risk matrix and uh, risk appetite statements and uh, a board risk committee and a 30 page risk register, which, by the way, would be too much. But, you know, (laughs) you do see companies that, that manage every single risk under the sun. And actually, if you do that as well you get into paralysis of planning as well yeah if anyone wants help from you give us your details on how people can contact you if they need any help what's your telephone number or website or whatever that might be well the website's currently uh, under development so hopefully going live uh, over the next uh, few weeks but for the meantime i'm available on linkedin Stuart harper uh, on uh, on twitter as cms governance uh, and, you know, over over the next few weeks, I'm trying to, to grow my social media channels because I know that's one of the risks of my business that I haven't properly utilised the, the, the opportunity. Right, right. 
Yeah, so you need to treat that. <laughs> that right? Yeah, you need to treat that. Yeah, that's right. You've got a team there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, a team there, T. Yeah, well done. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for that, Sue. That was, uh, that was excellent. Thank you. Really good to chat with you. How do you decide on your business name anyway? My business name uh, was my grandfather's middle name. Cardno was it was his middle name. Oh, Cardno. All right, is that a name? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the family was Scottish. Cardno's an old Scottish name. Oh, so you're of Scottish descent then, are you? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of there's Scottish from that side of the family, but my mum's mother was Maltese. So way, way more of my family are Maltese. Um, so there's lots of, in Malta, there's half the, half the island seems to right, be related. So you go visit, have you got plenty of family to visit out there then? I uh, have been, have been for years and years and years. They come over here more often now. We were um, also wondering, I know you're a, a notable networker, and we wondered just if you had any tips to share with our, our networking community. Yeah, do, do you have one tip that you can share amongst us? Yes, I do. And the, the tip that I've come up with is uh, very much one for online networking, which uh, we're all facing at the moment. And that is to have LinkedIn open on the side screen. So either splitting your screen or having it on another screen whilst you're in the networking meeting, because we all say we're going to connect to people after the event. And if you're anything like me, you forget to do it. But if yeah. you uh, have LinkedIn open at the time, it's an opportunity to uh, find the person on LinkedIn whilst they're doing their 30 seconds or 40 seconds, quickly dropping them a note and saying, great to see you in business this morning. You know, it'd be good to connect or could we have a one-to-one? And that's a way of immediately following up. And it's, um, I think when, when we're face-to-face, it's, it's easier because you might get a physical business card or with the work that Frank and uh, the guys at Promes are doing, you might get a digital business card. But when you're online, it's very easy to forget to follow up those connections. So I do it. I, I make sure I do it by having LinkedIn open on the screen at the same time and do it there and then. And then after the event, people feel that, you know, it's easy for them to respond because they remember where they've seen you before. Yeah. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah, we've really enjoyed the conversation this morning, and um, thank you for your time and some uh, some, great, really, some great information there as well. Really useful. Yeah, yeah thank you. It's worth everybody having a, a look at their business and having a chat with you and seeing it from your point of view. Yeah, thinking about yeah. the risks. Yeah. Great stuff. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. See you soon. See you soon. Thank you very much. So we're almost at the end of this week's show, but before we go, we're excited to tell you about our In Business Talks To episode this coming Tuesday. Our special guests on next week's podcast are Amy and Martin Hargreaves of Ultra Accountancy. We're really looking forward to speaking to them and digging deeper into their experiences as a business couple. So thanks so much for joining us this week on In Business Talks To. Friday Fix. We hope you've enjoyed it and if you have, all we ask is that you simply tell a friend about the show. We'd really appreciate it. So, until next time, this is Ian and Tracy and together we we are are in in business. business. Goodbye. Goodbye.